What is up, everybody? It's Friday. You know what that means. It's another edition of Curveballs and Share Shots. My name is Brandon Tanguma. Sitting electronically within six feet away from me is my lovely esteemed co-host, Dominic Hobson. Dominic, how are you doing today? Fuck, trapped over to hell, bunch of bitches. What? Okay. Now, I was supposed to smarten you up before the podcast, but I've been told by other podcasts that we talk about other podcasts too much, and you just fucking come out with it, Dominic. Unless there's something I that's told, on your mind. You were told by other podcasts that we talk about other podcasts too much. Isn't that the point of promoting other podcasts is, you know, to say their name and like, be like, oh, you should check them out sometime. And then if you have a beef with them, you can kind of like, you know, it's kind of like, oh, a little bit of edginess. And, you know, maybe they're like, oh, we got to listen to their podcast and their podcast and see what's going on. Podcasts helping podcasts there. That's the title right there. Bam. First two minutes. And we already got the title of the podcast. And we'll we'll put we'll put it on ice, and then maybe we'll come back to it later in case one of us. Uh, by the way, by the way, who's this? Some stupid shit. Mystery what? person. What? Who's the who? Who said that we talk about other podcasts too much? Huh? Fucking say I mean, it. Literally, like the first words that came out of your mouth is is who would it be? Okay, but which one of it? Which I one mean, of the? Which one of the T's? The the T R. Oof, 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 I'm hurt, I'm hurt. I've heard they stepped up their, their audio game, Dominic. We got to, we got to invest. Oh, I'm sorry. So they can hear the chewing and the burping and the coughing and the, and the fucking, the <laughs> coming out of their fucking mouth. Of course. Why not? Okay. Well, ASMR action. True. But uh, okay. I guess I guess you know a little birdie says somebody's little brother's going off to college, and maybe we'll just fucking full revamp that room, and we'll just you know fucking start shitting on not just their podcast but everybody's podcast. Yes, this is maybe the final podcast before Big Daddy moves out to Sacramento. <laughs> so sad. He's gonna be all alone with his three other roommates. He's such a big boy. He's growing up so fast. And his nickname is Big Daddy, so I'm pretty sure he's a big boy. You know, he's slimmed down a little bit. You know, quarantine weight got to all of us, but, you know, he's he's on the comeback. The comeback is better than the setback. Heard he actually goes to the gym. I go to the gym too, Dominic. Okay, after you fat shamed me <laughs> and a slow day and a slow week at work, I went to the gym four times this week, so pat myself on the back. So I, that means I deserve cold stone after this, right? I mean, you know, I would, but like, I'm trying to save money now because your boy's broke again. Well, not mm. that I'm broke, but I'm just trying to save money. So I'm always going to say I'm broke, but I'm really just trying to save money. Mm. So then you can move away and you can have a 10 acre village in Las Vegas. And that's where we move the podcast to. Yeah. I mean, I'm I mean, keeping on the low, low here, but I'm trying to get like a big house. So, you know, podcast studio, you know. Okay. And I can just stay rent-free because that's what I do. 
I mean, we, we can work something out. Maybe okay. like you, my, my maybe, agent will talk to your agent. We'll see. Maybe you pay like like a utility bill, like like the water or something. You know, something something. You know, not like super outrageous, but you know, not something like five bucks. I'll take care of the garbage because you know I am I am trash, and I'll you know I take out the garbage. I can do that. That's my chores already. So trash and dishes, and you're and and it's pretty much a seal right there. Okay, and I have to dress up as a as a maid. No, no, day. you don't have to do any of that. You because me and me and her both hate doing the dishes. So basically, if you do the dishes and you take out the trash. Ooh, you you might have a spot to stay. Oh, okay, just like Big Daddy. Big, well, actually, Big Daddy has been doing the dishes lately. I don't know if it's a guilt trip thing or if he is trying to get in the swing of things before he goes to college. But he used to not wash the dishes at all. But I think like the past two weeks, he's been on top of it. So you just got to get into emotion, guys. Is he gonna be? On, is he gonna make a guest appearance? Nah, we don't need that. Nah. Nah. That means I have to like get up, maybe push pause, go grab them. It's just, it's too much. Just for me he, to be like, just for me to be like, hey, good job. And that's it. Yeah. So it's not worth it. It's fine. Josh, if you listen, happy for you. Good luck. Which he definitely does listen. So let's get on into the MLB standings. We have the American League East, the Tampa Bay Rays standing atop the division. I can't remember where we were at last week, but uh, the Rays sole owners of that lead a game and a half over the Boston Red Sox, Red Sox, a little bit of a slide lately, three of seven in the last 10, while the Rays are five and five in their last 10. I believe the Rays uh, beat up on the Red Sox last weekend, swept them, which is why they've been able to overtake the first place spot. Uh, then going down, we got the Yankees and the Blue Jays kind of neck and neck a little bit, 59 and 49 for the New York, 57 and 49 for the Blue Jays. They're a little bit behind the A's for that second wild card spot, but four teams over 500 by a good margin. Dominic, uh, thoughts on, I mean, and there's also the Baltimore Orioles, but thoughts on the AL East? I mean, I think for the most part, well, for the most of the season so far, we were kind of just, you know, oh, Boston, 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 Boston. Last week we said Boston. Now we're saying Tampa Bay. I mean, it's kind of crazy to think about that. We were for sure deadlocking Boston, but Tampa Bay proven what, you know, why they went as far as they did last year, fucking pitching and hitting. So I think Nelson Cruz really helps them out a lot too. So um, let's just see if they keep, keep it on the right track and can actually win the division this year. Yeah. The, the Yankees and the blue Jays are both eight and two in the last 10. So they've been really climbing up the ranks. They've been doing well. The Red Sox might, you could consider them as maybe one of the trade deadline losers. They didn't really go after any of the marquee pitchers, which I think is maybe the place they could have gone to get better. They didn't really do that. They kind of just stayed the course and maybe they're playing with house money because they didn't expect to be in this type of position this season, but not a good stretch. They're still talented enough. And I still think that they'll be in contention, whether it is that first spot or it is in the, uh, the East championship division, whatever the fuck you call it. Uh, then the American league central, the uh, Chicago white Sox still there nine and a half games up on the Indians slash gladiators then the Tigers, then the Royals, then the Twins. I mean, do we really need to keep talking about the Central? Moving on over to the American League West, we have the Houston Astros. They are 65 and 44. Standing atop the division, they are 5 and 5 in the last 10. Also, the Oakland A's are 5 and 5 in their last 10. They're four games back. Mariners, they were kind of neck and neck with the A's. They've fallen off a tad bit over the past week, seven and a half games back of the Astros. Then the Angels. 10 games, Rangers 26. Uh, kind of more the same. The Astros had a big series, or at least a two-game series, with the uh, Dodgers in 
Dodger Stadium. That was uh, fun to see. Uh, Carlos Correa absolutely just pimping the fuck out of a home run with the booze pouring down. You know, as much as I hate the Astros and, well, I do have a Carlos Correa plaque hanging up in my room because my best friend in the whole wide world gave it to me for Christmas last year. So I had to hang it up. Uh, I, you know, as much as I hate him, I got to enjoy the uh, the showmanship and the, the healing it up at, uh, at Dodger Stadium, Dominic. I mean, I don't know why, you know, I know you love a good dinger, but come on, it's, it's the Astros. I think if any Astro, if anybody on the Astros who was on that Astro team during all the cheating shit, it's a home run. I think you, no matter what, you still got to fucking hate him. I, I don't see how you can still respect him after everything he did. You just, you know, appreciate, you got to appreciate the assholeness. Oh, kind of like how, you know, you're a giant asshole to me. And then I'm like, you know what? It's just Brandon. That's just who he is. Exactly. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, By the way, Dominic, happy Rupert float day. <laughs> uh, talk about the A's. We have, uh, some some sad news. I mean, we got we got a lot of news to talk about with the A's. At first, uh, prayers up to Ray Fossey, commentator, longtime commentator, player, World Series champion with the Oakland A's. Uh, he's stepping away because he's been battling cancer for like 16 years now, which is just kind of crazy. He's been doing all this for so long. Uh, he stepped away, and uh, you know, shout out Ray Fossey. I know there's probably a lot of people on the podcast in the Bay Area. Uh, we have you know two marquee baseball commentators who kind of stepped away because because uh, of cancer hopefully both of them can uh can fight through this dominic uh i know you're uh, a newer a's fan but you know still got to respect foss he's an og and he's a legend here i will always respect the ogs that came before you know my time and you know watching a's games at home as a kid and you know i mean i kind of fa- fall fallen off you know in high school and middle school you know because uh you know that's when the addiction happened but uh, no, I mean, thoughts and prayers to, to Fossey and, you know, and uh, honestly, this might be sounding a little weird, but kudos to you to be able to hide that shit for 12 uh, for 16 years. I mean, like a lot of people, you know, usually come out right and say it, but he's able to fight it and, you know, come to work every day. That that's, that's even major respect right there. So hopefully everything works out good for him and we can see him next season. Yeah. Hopefully everything uh, works out then. Some some breaking news, some big news that happened uh, a couple hours before we started the podcast. Ramon Laureano, former center fielder, now right fielder for the Oakland A's. He got popped for 80 games, so practically the rest of the season and probably going into the next season, depending on how deep the A's make it to the playoffs, if they make it to the playoffs. But uh, he gets popped for a, a steroid, an anabolic steroid, 80 games. I mean, midway through the season, we're all the way in August. So he obviously he's he came out and said that he doesn't normally take anything. He is respectful and he doesn't do that type of thing. You know, I don't know who to believe. I obviously want to give him the benefit of the doubt. So I'm not just going to sit here and bury him. I know there were, you know, I kind of saw him and I also kind of had like in the background, I'm like, man, you know, Ramon's looking a little bigger, a little thicker this year, but I didn't really put two and two together. We had Frankie Montas get popped a couple years ago. He's back. Hasn't had an issue. He's actually been really good this season, but um, you know, Ramon gets popped. He's gone for the rest of the season. It also makes that Starling Marte trade that much bigger. Well, uh, yeah, but the thing I have to say is this day and age, why would you, I mean, granted, I know he came out and said like, you know, basically I didn't know I did anything, but how stupid are you to be knowingly taking this shit when they get tested and they get fucking, you know, reamed up the ass for these kinds of 
you know, um, you know, violations and whatnot. So like, like, like I agree with you, I kind of want to side on his side, but what, how do you, how do you prove it? So hopefully, I mean, I don't, I don't respect it, but hopefully things come out and maybe something can happen. I don't know. I don't know. Fucking. I don't know exactly how you prove it unless it's kind of like a Canelo Alvarez situation where you can prove that he had some like tainted meat or some sort of like recalled substance or, you know, some contamination or something like that. Because I mean, that's, it's very complicated. We're not toxicologists or whoever is responsible for testing and knowing. We ain't got time for that. Yeah, exactly. We're not making enough money for that shit. So, um, yeah, I mean, it sucks. Luckily, the A's have kind of a surplus of outfielders. Chad Pender is gone. Uh, you know, Stephen Piscotti, I know he's kind of been battling stuff like, you know, kind of the past few, you know, couple years at this point. But uh, hopefully, I mean, he Ramon is talented. You know, one of the best army, if not the best arm in baseball. But it's kind of just the whole thing with the A's right now is kind of no one's really overly producing except for like Matt Olson. So Ramon stepping away. He's gone. We're not. Like, obviously, if he got hot, he gets really hot and he can be a game changer, but just he hasn't been that thus far. So, the, you know, what they're 50, uh, 61 and 48 right now. He hasn't been that great. So having him gone, it's obviously a negative, but it's not that big of a blow. I mean, I thought I, I think with him or without him. Whatever the A's do, I'm not going to blame, you know, if the A's go on a losing streak the rest of the year, I'm not going to blame him for it. I think the A's are still talented enough that they can win ball games. So I don't think he's that, you know, he's not the the Steph Curry of the A's where when he doesn't play, oh, we're pretty much going to lose. So if they lose, if they don't make it into playoffs, whatever, I'm not holding it against him. Now, if for some odd reason he gets popped again, then, you know, then my opinions and feelings will change. Moving on over to the National League, we have a new NL East leader. This just happened a couple minutes ago. The Philadelphia Phillies stand atop that division 57 and 53. They've been seven and three in the last 10, while the New York Mets have been three and seven in their last 10. And now they are half game behind the Phillies. I mean, Dominic thoughts on now the Phillies overtaken and obviously the Mets taking a slide. Lindor has been bad kind of all year right now. He's out with injury. You bring in Javi Baez. It hasn't exactly turned out with wins. Jacob deGrom's down. You know, is it kind of maybe not pushing the button, but is your I mean, finger kind of coming out of the pocket to maybe flinch to the button? I mean, it, it, it's kind of the same thing we just I just talked about with uh, the Boston and Tampa Bay. It's, you know, for the most for the longest time, we've been kind of saying the Mets are going to take the whole thing. And every week we go, oh, look, Philly's kind of coming back. Philly's kind of coming back. But, you know, the Mets are going to going to hold on. And the, Brandon, I'm going to say it now. This season is not our season. Every time we keep locking in people and games and teams and everything, we it just fucking goes fucking horribly wrong. So I'm not going to say anything anymore. I'm, all I'm going to say is the Phillies have been playing good. The Mets lost some key players, and we'll see what happens. We uh, The NL East, it's not just a two-horse race. It's a three-horse race right now. The Atlanta Braves, we kind of maybe counted them out. Once again, you know, maybe Dominic's theory is right that just fade everything we say on this podcast when it comes to baseball. But uh, the Atlanta Braves, they have been seven and three in the last 10 as well. And now they're only a game back of the Phillies, a half game back of the Mets. I mean, they're right there. I know we don't really have too much confidence, even though I was the I did pick them to be my national champions. I don't know that's going to happen, obviously, but the Braves are still kind of talented enough kind of overall 
you know, losing Acuna, Marcelo Zuna just can absolutely fuck, fuck the fuck off with his shit. But, you know, Braves, they're, they're still battling. Like a, he could just fuck the fuck off with this shit. That 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 was I, I laughed at that. That was funny. Um, you know, I I almost said something about the Braves, and I was like, no, I'm gonna jinx myself. So let's just say that uh the Braves have been playing a lot better after the all-star break, and uh you know, can't count them out. Two teams who have been playing pretty great has been the teams atop the new uh New York, the National League Central, uh the Milwaukee. Brewers are 65 and 44. They will a six game, six and a half game lead over my Cincinnati Reds. I, I think it's my week at the Reds. I forgot. I know. I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think you're Padres this week. Okay. I, I did have to battle a little bit because I did go to the Ace Padres game this week on Tuesday. Of course, the one they lost, not the exciting walk off on Wednesday, but that's neither here nor there. But uh, yeah, so the Brewers, six and a half lead over the reds both teams playing very well since our last recording obviously the reds still quite a bit a ways away and even with in the uh wild card they're still like three games behind the padres so you know we we were kind of saying that maybe the reds have to chase the brewers to get into the playoffs but they're really far back they're playing good enough but also the brewers are playing good enough that they're kind of far away from first place but now they're kind of creeping into that territory with the uh, NL West teams. So, you know, I should just start saying that the Brewers are going to lock it in and, you know, la da 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 just so the Reds can just take overtake it, right? Exactly. So, yeah, Brewers are going to fucking win the division. The Reds are going to stay in second place and not make it in. They're going to have such a great attempt and still not make it in. Mr. X, I'm doing this to help you. You're don't, don't welcome. Send hate mail. Then uh, the bottom... The bottom three teams, Cardinals, 53 and 55, 11 games back, uh, the Chicago Cubs, 14 back, and the Pirates, 24 and a half games. They are at, uh, they have, are 41 and 69. That is not a nice record. Then the National League West, uh, still the same top three teams. The Giants have a pretty nice record at 69 and 40. They hold a four game lead over the Los Angeles Dodgers, who are 65 and 44, and the San Diego Padres, who have lost Fernando Tatis for at least, uh, you know, a, a couple more days. I know his 10 game IL stint is kind of running out, but, you know, maybe talks that this shoulder injury is kind of chronic and recurring, that maybe. You got to put them under the knife and kind of, you know, nip it in the bud before it just keeps happening over and over and over again. Uh, Dodgers and Giants playing well lately. Padres, not so much, but they're still kind of handily holding on to that, uh, that lead. But those Rockies are coming back, baby. Oh, yeah. They are five and five in the last 10. Only 21 Oof. games out to first place Oof. and 13 and a half games out of third place. There we go, baby. No. Uh, it's a three horse race right now. And, you know, any of those teams can win it. I I don't know if I can, I would say any, unless the giants absolutely fall off a cliff. I think it's really just the giants and the Dodgers. It's going to be really tough for the Padres to come back, especially without uh, Fernando Tatis. I mean, they're talented Adam Frazier. I think he's really what he's really good, but as much as I love the Padres, I I think maybe the, I'm not going to lock it in. I don't got the balls to say it, but I think it might be a time to just kind of pack up and just look at maybe getting the second place and, you know, just hoping that you can win that one game playoff. Well, that's not going to happen because the, well, yeah, it's not going to happen because the Padres are going to win 
and finish atop the Reds and the Brewers. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to like mind like fuck. Trying, trying to like mind fuck going. it, but like you trying to mind fuck the Reds into the Central. So then I was trying to mind fuck the Reds into the wild card, but I think you're just Mr. trying X- to mind fuck me and you're not get you don't got my consent, okay? You Sorry. don't have my croissant. Sorry. All right, let's move on into after we had a crazy MLB trade deadline last week. We had a maybe an as crazy uh, NBA signing, you know, taking place at the beginning of August, end of July. A little different than normal. We're slowly getting back to kind of the same schedule we normally were have before pre-COVID, but a ton of moves going on in the NBA, a lot of movement. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, we talked about the rust uh, signing last week, and now they're just kind of getting old. They're, the meme going around is that the Lakers just a bunch of old people. Carmelo Anthony has uh, joined the fray. Dominic, thoughts on kind of the status of the Lakers? And do you think they're too old to succeed, or are they just going to hope they don't die during the regular season and just put all the chips in during the playoffs? No, they're, they're going to they're gonna play well. Um, I'm still trying to figure out the dynamic. I know, I mean, Russ isn't as big of a ball hog as James Harden, but still is a ball hog. So I'm trying to figure out the dynamic between him, AD, LeBron, Carmelo. I mean, Dwight Howard, I don't even, you know, I don't even see him touching the ball. But um, I'm still trying to figure out the dynamic. I, I think they I think they think they're going to gel well, but I think there's going to be some chemistry issues eventually down the line. Like when it's a key moment, and LeBron wants the ball, give me the ball, and Russ takes a shot and misses. It's gonna, it's gonna be coming down to those type of moments. And I got a feeling they're not gonna, they're not gonna, that that's where they're gonna have some some issues. Then uh just kind of randomly bouncing around. We got the uh, Chicago Bulls making some moves. They got Lonzo Ball in the mix. They got uh let's see, Nikolai Vucevic and yada yada yada, Zach Levine, and they you know, the Bulls weren't exactly great last year. But uh, kind of on a rebuild, do you see the Bulls, you know, making any sort of damage, any sort of noise over there in the East with eh. the Nets doing what they're doing, the defending champs, the let's let's be honest, Bucks. it's it's the Nets, the Bucks. I'm gonna throw the Celtics, the Hornets, and the Heat in there as well. Okay, okay. Uh, my Miami Heat, they uh, signed Kyle Lowry to a deal. Big news, no news, little news. We got them thrown in the, in the it's mix. Just, it's okay. I, I think uh, him and Jimmy Butler play well together. I'm not going to say they're going to go out there and win the division, but you know, um, you know, I, it's 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 a good pickup. It's a start. They they need some other pieces though. Okay. The other one, the big one that I was trying to look for, but for some reason was popping up, is the Bulls also got uh, Demar Derozan. So you know, another big name, obviously Lonzo Ball, not the best in the world, but Demar Derozan, a considerable a better player than Lonzo Ball. Uh, we got some re-signs, re-signings. The uh, Suns bring back Chris Paul and uh, KD. Once he's available to be signed on Saturday, I believe, uh, he will re-sign with the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Any thoughts on, on those two? I mean, the uh, KD, he's been bouncing around a little bit lately, but kind of hitching his wagon to the, I mean... uh, the Nets. Maybe I'm still a little bit sour from when he was on the Warriors, but, you know, he's, you know, locking down for four years and he only gave the Warriors, what, like a two year with a one year op out or something like that. Like, like, why didn't you want four years here, motherfucker? He just wanted to get his ring and, you know, skedaddle. Yeah, little bitch. Love you, Katie. Come back, please. 
Then uh, time for the Homer, the Homer news, the uh, the Warriors. They uh, signed, they got a ex- contract extension, full years, $215 million. <laughs> Signing Stephen Curry, the uh, the biggest contract in NBA history. Uh, you know, no shocker here. Yeah, he he he's old. He's older, but he's still putting up the damn numbers, and he deserves it for everything he's done for the for the program. Damn right. If anybody deserves it, it's that man. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm saving all my energy for during the season when he's fucking putting up big numbers, and you know, being you know uh, as a what's his name, Jim Barnett. No, Bob Fitzgerald with the Human Torch fucking dweeb whoa okay those moments settle down settle down uh the warriors trade eric pascal to the jazz for terrible a... move by the way okay fucking don don terrible. loves himself some eric pascal i guess i mean i thought he's he's worth more than what they got fucking they i i think straight up him and joe ingles boom done boom done boom then uh kelly Ubre, he has not signed with the uh, the Warriors. Not the uh, the best of times. Uh, he signs with the Hornets. I know it's been kind of an up and down season with him. Were you kind of hoping that the uh, Warriors could re-sign him? But I think he was kind of demanding maybe a little bit more than what the Warriors were able to give him, especially with them trying to work the uh, big time money out with with uh, Steph. I think uh, I think he wanted a bit more money, and he wanted to be a starter. He didn't want to be a bench player. But you know they got the best bench player coming back now with Mr. Andre Iguodala. Mm-hmm. The man who Max Kellerman wants taking the game-winning shot when the Martians have the death being pointed at the earth. Not Steph Curry. Give me Iguodala. He signs for the vet minimum, not costing him much. It's probably more of a bigger off-the-court move than on-the-court move. He wants to retire as a warrior, and I and I respect that. Got, yeah. got your rings. You got your MVP, your finals MVP. Fucking die. A hero, a little nostalgia. Maybe you know, sell some T-shirts, sell some bobbleheads, and you know, coach up the youth. And it's all worth the couple hundred grand that he's making this year. And then uh, some speculation: Ben Simmons is apparently on the market. He's kind of just cut off all talks, all relationships with anyone really associated with the 76ers. And obviously, kind of here in the Bay Area, there's been a lot of talks about him being linked to the. Golden State Warriors in a trade. Uh, we posted on the Instagram, I think maybe last week, like a ridiculous trade that was being reported out there where he was going to, the Warriors are going to send like Draymond and like three other players, maybe like a draft pick or something, multiple draft picks just to get Ben Simmons back. But Dominic, your thoughts on the Warriors being linked to trying to get Ben Simmons or just an option, of, you know, just getting thrown out there. Would you like to see him in the, uh, part of dub nation it's not that i wouldn't want to see him but i do not want to give up literally pretty much anybody for him i'll give up draft picks for him that's about it i'm not i'm not here to fucking you know i don't i'm not saying he's a bad player i don't think he's worth it he's kind of proved his uh his worth in the playoffs when he can't be that key player and the warriors you know need they don't need just someone who can dribble the ball. They need someone who can shoot, who can defend, who can fucking hit a fucking free throw to save their life. Um, but uh, no, it, I don't want them to send Draymond or Wiseman or it's definitely not Steph Clay. Um, 
So I, I don't really see where he, you know, fills in. So I, I don't really think there's a need for him. Let him go to the Lakers. Let them go to the Clippers. Let him go to the fucking, you know, Brooklyn. I don't give a shit. I don't think the Warriors need him. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree. He's a phenomenal, like, young player, and I keep saying that the Warriors need to look towards the future. But it just all depends on what you give up for him. Now, I've always kind of said if you got to pick someone out of the big three, I think Draymond Green is kind of always the one I would probably pick. Now, Clay does have, kind of have some injury issues, but we're, you can kind of see that Draymond's kind of, you know, maybe dipping a little bit off, off of his peak. And I know you you probably are going to shoot this down, but you're not even looking at like Draymond plus maybe like a draft pick or two. You still think that's too much? I, if this is, okay. I would say Draymond, I would give up Draymond for Ben Simmons and I don't know, either another okay player or their draft pick. I'm not, I really don't think Ben Simmons is worth, I think Draymond is better than Ben Simmons. I don't care. I may get some shit for that, but you know, you can't, you keep, some people look past Draymond. I think he's actually a pretty good basketball player and you know, he's, you know, yeah, I'll say it. I fucking stand by it. I don't give a fuck. If you want to make fun of me, I'll say it. Draymond is better than Ben Simmons. Hot takes. I, I mean, I think you're, you're doing it more off the fact of uh, he, is younger Ben Simmons is so you, I mean that that's why I think in totality the Sixers are probably going to get more than whoever is sending whoever is getting Ben Simmons is probably going to be like Ben Simmons maybe you know something else for kind of a load of players I was trying to look up they had some uh, you know some random like generated trades but um, I, one that kind of just pops out is uh, Damian Lillard do you think trading Damian Lillard from the uh, Trailblazers to the Sixers. Do you think maybe that could be a possible trade? Because you know, if we, you're we not, talked you're not about talking it. one for one. You're talking no, like, obvious. Well, it would be more than that. It would probably be actually no. I think that was kind of the one trade where it'd be like Damian Lillard for Ben Simmons and a whole bunch of other shit. Yeah, so it, that's kind. Of, I think that was kind of the one that did stand out of like the person trading for Ben Simmons is getting a shit ton in return plus Ben Simmons. Yeah, that that yeah, I can see that, but I mean. I, I really don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, I don't really think Damian Lillard really fits the Sixers mentality unless they want to totally build around him. But I think, uh, you know, yeah, I, I don't, I really don't know. Ben Simmons might just have to become a free agent and fucking fade away. And classify himself as obsolete. Uh, someone who's going to have to fade away for at least five to 12 weeks. I don't know exactly how long, but uh, Carson Wentz, we talked about his foot injury. First, he was out indefinitely. Now he's going to go under the knife, get surgery. Uh, five to 12 weeks, that's a very big time frame, obviously, but uh, I probably would maybe lean more into the, you know, the middle of that, leaning towards the back half. I don't think he's going to be back in five weeks, you know, almost getting ready for week one. But, you know, I mean, this sucks. It's Kind of the same we were talking about last week, but now we got an actual official timetable for it. Any thoughts? Do you think this will? It is a 17 game season this year, so there, you know, you can maybe you don't want to lose games, but you can maybe afford to maybe take it easy a little bit more in the beginning of the season. 
but uh, thoughts on Carson Wentz going down, having an official timetable now. I mean, I, I think it's bad timing. I think this was his, the year for him to kind of prove to everyone that, you know, everything he did in uh, Philadelphia wasn't a fluke. It wasn't anything. It was, you know, he's actually that good of a quarterback and yeah, when you get hurt, it's hard to come back from injuries. So um, terrible timing, but hopefully he, um, do you know the diagnosis? I know I'm putting on the spot. Is it like, you know, broken foot or something like that? Or like, you know, the actual diagnosis of why, you know, his foot. Well, Dominic, I'm not a foot guy. Are you a foot guy? I thought you bro. When we were in Vegas, you said, show me the toes. Dominic, how many times do I have to explain the joke to you? It's because at WrestleMania 31, when Lana took her shoes off to throw it at John Cena, there are these two like 40 year old dudes next to me yelling, show me the toes when her shoes were off. You think I remember that? I mean, I've said I've, I don't know how many times I've said show me the toes. I've said it so many times. Yeah. And I thought you had a foot thing. Now, we don't kink shame on this podcast, but I do not have a foot thing. I mean, I guess I got to return your Christmas present. God damn it. I mean, you know, that just depends what it is. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not out of the, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm down for exploring. It was, it was a human foot. Oh, I was going to get you to suck on toes, but whose whatever. foot? <laughs> that's that. That's a good question. I don't know. You just ordered off the the internet and they just it's like a Black, mystery box. You just Black order market, a, baby. You just order the foot box and they just send you a random foot. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's see. Nope. Nothing. Come on, ESPN. You're not going to give me the official diagnosis. Tobesity. All the parties involved agreed to have surgery of the way to remove the bone out of the fifth metatarsal of Wentz's foot to ensure the injury did not return. So there oh, you go. Losing a boner. Nice. Hate to see it. Now that is uh, it for the sports. Pretty quick stuff here, but uh, we got a shit ton of wrestling stuff. So stay tuned for that. Cause I know everybody on the podcast who listens to the podcast stays and listens for the entirety. Yeah. Not just the sports. Don't then you're a doo-doo head. My boy, Dominic way to get him with those Del Rey insults. Damn right. You know, Del Rey is the superior Sailor Angel elementary school. I mean, let's be honest here. If you didn't go to Delray, I'm pretty sure you're. Uh, oh, I can't say certain words like that, so I'll get canceled. Um, if you didn't go to Delray, then you know you uh, probably work, uh, you know, graveyard somewhere, and you know, you know, just you know, yeah. Damn, you really told them. Now let's move on <laughs> into the fan mail segment. Otherwise, no. Well, actually, rewind it back. Football's mm-hmm. back, Dominic. We had. A preseason game. It was kind of shitty. I didn't we watch did. a second of it. It was what sixteen I, to three. The last thing I remember watching was the end of the uh, end of the second quarter, and that kicker fucking way fucking right, like fucking not even close. Like he was like a mile away from the fucking post. Well, so. you know, it's preseason for everybody. You got to get the jitters yeah. out of the way. You got to oh, you know, hammer it down. But we got football every week until February, which <laughs> means <laughs> Dominic's picks. Is coming back. Stay oh, tuned for that. Yeah. I mean, August, the last month without Dominic's picks until February. So just everyone hanker down for that. Dominic's picks. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm just, just working it out. Just working okay. it out. Okay. All right. So we're done with the sports now. Let's move on over to the fan mail segment, otherwise known as. I was thinking, can you can you give me like a doo wop theme, Brandon? Can you like a doo wop? You know, can you do up? I don't know what the fuck. I, what's the doo wop? <laughs> 
All right, it's time for Mr. X's questions. Hey, I hate when you do that. You know, it really throws my vibe off. Anyways. It's time for Mr. X's hey, questions of the week. You dick-ass motherfucker. Fuck you, Brandon. Bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Anyway. So should I start off with the and friends part? Because it, it's not really a question. It's more like a statement. So we just kind of get it out of the way first. Yes, go ahead. Okay. So we got this from Big Fluff 13. Shout out Big Fluff 13. If you're not following me, it's a great follow. Uh, post like very just dick. He, yeah, he, he might. I, you know, maybe I should email him or, you know, slide in the DMs and ask him. I mean, but, uh, nah, I you think should. That's just, you should. That, that, he might reply back and, with, with, you know, maybe he'll be like, meet me at my house. Maybe he's on Tinder. You can ask him. That's a HIPAA violation. Uh, so we got Big Fluff 13 saying that Ramon is a bitch. Now, I don't know which Ramon he's talking about. Maybe he's a big MLB The Show player and he's very mad at Ramon. Maybe he doesn't like the attributes on Joey Votto's Lightning Diamond for the July Player of the Month card. Maybe he is, you know, he can't afford to buy the Mookie Betts collection. I don't know if he's talking about that Ramon or maybe he's talking about Ramon Laureano. I don't exactly know, Dominic. Who, what Ramon do you think he's talking about? I mean, maybe he has a friend named Ramon and, you know, just got stood up on a date or something. I don't know. Damn. So uh, Big Fluff 13, if you would like to, once you listen to this, so next week, respond yeah. on the uh-huh. on the next week's uh, edition uh-huh. of, of questions uh-huh. and just kind of explain yourself. So shout out Big Fluff 13. And if you like to be like Big Fluff 13 and make uh, a question, a big, big Fuck 13. <laughs> if you would like to uh, be like Big Fluff 13. 13 and you know make a statement make a question make anything of that nature it doesn't have to be sports and or wrestling related it can be whatever your little heart desires send it in to curveballs and cs on the instagram and or the twitter you know uh, you know maybe not as responsive as the instagram but we have that as well i'm just saying link, it, you know, link in the description for all the socials i feel like big fluff comes in clutch when the big the biggest fan doesn't you know say anything you know the biggest fan she's very busy She's got a lot of obligations she has to take care of. She's a working woman. True. So, you know, we, I'm, she, not, she's not, a, I'm not shaming her. She, you know, I know. I know. Well, I'm just, you know, she's in high demand and, you know, she tries her best. But when she shows up, you know, she makes it count. OK, let's get to the real meat and potatoes of this segment. Mr. X. OK, what kind of meat? I had pork chops today. What did you have for dinner, Dominic? Uh, taco. Yeah, taco. Just a taco, a single taco. <laughs> I meant like taco meat. You know, I'm okay, trying we're to not, cut. We're not trying going to down. Cut, I'm tr- trying to cut carbs, so I just ate the meat, not no tortillas or anything. You know. Okay, okay. A little little salad bowl action, a little burrito kinda, bowl. Kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of. But let's get to Mister X because basically he's dying to hear what we got to say. So, so shut the fuck up and listen. As, as is the millions and millions. How's everyone doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. good, good. Can't complain. By the way, did you did you find the chili? Oh yeah, no, I. I may, you didn't even look. I may okay. or may not have forgot until like after I got home. Okay, yeah, so I'm a bad person. Have the Cubs lost whatever momentum they've had over the last couple of years after this year's trade deadline? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's pretty obvious, right, Brandon? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you would have thought they would have kept at least one of them, and Bryant is probably the best player. But sentimental heart leader in the clubhouse, Rizzo was that guy. Javi was kind of the wild card. But um, yeah, I mean, it's a new era. Uh, what should we call it? Um, oh, Jesus. I know. Dominic, who's the Theo Epstein? He he left the Cubs. So, sure. yeah, exactly. He's uh, 
he's gone. So just a complete overhaul of just everything with the front office on the field and everything like that. It uh, kind of sucks that, uh, you know, the Cubs are kind of trash because your boy may or may not be going to Chicago in a couple weeks. No and one gives I, a fuck about that. Well, Stick I was just saying question. that I was I was kind of excited to go to Wrigley and then, you know, just a quadruple A game is going to break out because it's the fucking Cubs against the Pirates. I mean, whew, really putting butts in the seats there. But yeah, there I I mean, I don't know too much about like their Cubs farm system. Obviously, they got like a big, nice haul in return for all those guys, but it's probably going to be another you know, few more years till we see the Cubs really contending. And we another thought 50 years, honestly, and maybe another hundred years to be honest, yeah. but I mean, we thought they were going to contend this year and they were like in a really good spot. And then for some reason they fell off, even you know, we, we didn't think they're going to do much this year, but they kind of proved us wrong for four months and then they proved us right. The last two well, months, it was kind of the Dominic. Do you think they're going to trade anyone? No, of course not. Dominic, think they're going to trade anyone now? No, of course not. Damn. They traded everyone. So once again, we jinxed the fuck out of everyone. Well, so, I, I didn't hear my name in that little explanation. Yeah, well, you're part of it too, but oh. Okay. Anyways, he says, I'm happy football is back, but honestly, could have could have cared less because of the teams involved. On that note, any very early predictions of which teams will do well this upcoming season? Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, you're really going out on a limb on that one. Yeah. Pick a, t- pick a Give me a team that is not the Chiefs, the Bucks. Who else? Green Bay and I'll leave it at that. I like the Chargers. I think the Chargers are going to have a really good season this Terrible year. Terrible choice. Po- possibly they'll finish second. Maybe wild card spot. The defense still has a little has a lot to be desired in that secondary defense wins ball games boys but uh justin Hairbear, he's uh he's gonna be phenomenal i'm trying to fuck i kind of forget oh carolina panthers i like the panthers this year maybe not to win the division because the bucks and who knows what the saints are doing but if the saints kind of fall off i like the panthers cmc back Exactly. See, I mean, they were a 500 team without CMC. You add Sam Darner, who I've always been a fan of, and get CMC back. They've added some other uh, key pieces there. So that's why I'm kind of on the bandwagon of the Panthers. So you heard it here first, folks. Okay. The Panthers make a little run, not saying they're going to, you know, go. Not. The thing I hate about now the 17 game season is I've, I've had ingrained like what records are, and now I feel always add a game. So it just kind of sucks. But when 14, I'm not saying they're going to go 14 and 3. But, you know, maybe they go 10 and 7, 11 and 6. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, surprisingly, the Browns did pretty good last year. I think, uh, you know, I say it every year, almost every other year. So I think the Browns could make a good push this year. So let's take it at that. Uh, last sports question. And I cannot be any happier because I can actually pronounce the names or name. With UFC 265 tomorrow, can Derek Lewis earn a title shot with a victory? Well, technically, this is a title shot. It is an interim championship match. Now, I don't know why it's an interim title shot. It's absolutely stupid. Uh, Francis Ngannou, the real heavyweight champion, said he would fight uh, Derek Lewis. He has no problem fighting him, but he just didn't want to fight it this weekend. He wanted to push it back for a month because he wanted to do vacation and yada, yada, yada. But the UFC didn't want to do that. They wanted to have 
Derek Lewis in Houston, H Town, stand up, except for the Astros, go fuck yourself. And <laughs> yeah, so the UFC just kind of after Nganu wins the title after however long that was, three months, they put in the interim title just because they kind of disagreed with them. So I mean, I'm I'm not trying to, you know, say anything about Mr. X, but it, it is like really stupid why they're having an interim title fight three months after the champion won. He's not injured or anything like that. But um, as I love Derek Lewis, so I'm sentimental. I'm hoping he wins. It's called greedy ass old white people want to make money. So they, you know, have to do. And then something this also means money. they're going to push back the John Jones fight. Cause then you have to have Derek Lewis and, or whoever, I forget what the other guy's name is, but uh, you know, hit, whoever wins taking on Nganu and yeah. So. All right, that is it for sports. Going to a couple wrestling questions here. You ready, Monday? Okay, let's go right into it. Why does everyone make a big deal out of saying AW is full of former WWE guys? The majority of the talent they have made their name working for other places before coming to AW, right? Why don't people talk about all the ex-New Japan guys or those ex-ROH guys? I just feel like it's played out motion at this point. What do you think? Yeah, Dominic. Hey, it's fucking WW. I saw it earlier and it fucking made me chuckle. It is, well, WWE is AEW's performance center. And AEWWE. AEWWE, WCW, TNA, Impact, Ring of Champions, Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, fucking Stardust. I don't know. Yeah, I went there. So I've always been a defender of the AEW not having too many WWE guys. I mean, you look, you know, you got Kenny, you got the Bucks, Hangman, MJF, Darby. Um, and I mean, obviously you got Pride and Powerful, Lucha Bros. So, I mean, you can pick and choose. You can, you know, I forget, like I saw a graphic of how, like what the actual percentage is. It's not that much, but we have a lot more releases coming down the pipeline. We got people possibly signing, which we'll get into, but um, yeah, I, I think it's always just going to be obvious. There are people are going to compare AEW to WWE, whether it be the product, whether it be the rosters and all those other things. So, I mean, that's kind of the main reason why they don't say, Oh, they're just ripping off new Japan or they're ripping off ring of honor. So, and honestly, like the elite was the hottest thing going for a couple years and they kind of ma- not made, but they're the reason why ROH and Ring of Honor were drawing the way they were. Did you say ROH and Ring of Honor? Whatever, Dominic. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired too. Ring of Honor and Ring of Honor. Okay. Okay. Or Thoughts on reports that the networks are upset with WWE for letting go of Bray Wyatt? It would make sense. I mean, if the higher-ups and the, the executives don't know too much about the wrestling they just kind of see the product and they see the financials and they kind of see that oh this guy kind of pushes merch he's on tv all the time and he was intriguing yada 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 why'd you cut him it makes sense um you know dominic your thoughts on i mean it's not gonna get them in trouble i don't think so but oh no it won't get them in trouble or anything like that but i mean uh basically i mean to me it kind of just makes your how do I say I'm not gonna say trust, but like it kind of gets you thinking like, man, what's going on? If they're gonna are they gonna let go of John Cena next? Are they gonna let go of AJ? Are they gonna let go of Seth? Like, you know, 
Bray Wyatt was money, so they don't like money. They're gonna start thinking like that, and that's not a good thing to think about. So we we had the announcement of the Bray Wyatt release on the podcast last week, so we didn't really have time to digest it and kind of fully react to it. Mm-hmm. Now the dust is kind of settled. Some things have you know come out that maybe Vince and Bray didn't exactly you know see eye to eye on everything. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, as you said, if it was truly budget cut reasons, then WWE would cut people even higher than Bray Wyatt. But I know maybe you're kind of week after reaction of Bray Wyatt. Is it? I mean, I, I still think it's a bad decision. I think you could have, you know, there, I'm not saying there's a ton of matches I want to see him. See, okay, I take the back. I want to see more of Bray than Fiend. I think just like how Finn Balor has the demon persona, you can have Bray go on a tear and then meet his match, meet his maker. Oh, fuck, I can't beat you. Oh, the Fiend's going to come out because I've uh, you know, been awoken or, you know, some blah, 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 blah. You can have that storyline. You can that could be his fallback to win a match. And you know, just like how you used to say it with Finn and the Demon, you don't want to see the Demon every week because it loses its luster. So I think you you could have really you know made money with him, but I think uh, I think they just didn't understand you know how how to make that money that way. I think they just wanted him to go out there and do what they want to do, but it's hard doing that. So, and plus, I think it was all mentally fucked up still too from John, John's death. So hopefully he can find his closure now. And I mean, we kind of see this a lot with WWE that they just kind of hone in kind of cookie cutter. We, I mean, we're seeing with John Cena right now. I was hoping that after the Roman Reigns missionary promo that Cena was going to tweak it. He was going to do something with his character to change things up. But no, you know, he, he's just same old John Cena, not even Hollywood Cena, even not saying he needs to be healed, but you know, just some. Minor tweaks here and there would be fun, but um, I've never been the biggest fan of Bray. I, I've loved like the promos and character work. Not exactly the fiend, but I was much more of a fan of the cult leader, Wyatt family type. And he was able to cut the good promos, interesting promos. But then he had Luke Harper having fantastic matches with Eric Rowan uh, to a, a bit. But I uh, really Luke Harper was kind of the glue that held everything together. Cause when it came to Wyatt, when he would have a singles match, it just never really lived up to the hype. Now he did lose pretty much all of the major feuds he had, which also hurt him. But one thing that I didn't really think about until I kind of heard it on a podcast is, you know, I think we talked about it when it first happened, I didn't want to see him in AEW, but then they kind of brought up the fact that if he goes to AEW, he could really do deep, dark, like really gruesome psychological things that he wasn't exactly able to do in WWE. Now the wrestling part is still going to be a huge issue, but it does intrigue me a little bit to see what he could get away with and what he can do creatively being free quote unquote in a W. Well, my saying goes, we'll have to wait and see. And there is one more question. And it goes a little something like this, according to uh, big Dave, AEW has made an offer to Adam Cole in light of his contract expiring and his current ongoing negotiations with WWE. Is Adam Cole better staying with WWE or seeking his fortunes elsewhere? Well, I've always said I just wish everyone would just leave WWE because I just don't see them doing good stuff and you know getting the best out of them. 
And Adam Cole is one of those guys. I've always thought that Adam Cole was a can't miss prospect, a can't miss top guy for that company. I thought the same of Kevin Owens, Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, even Sami Zayn. Maybe not, you know, second. I think he'd probably be second tier out of those guys, but all those people, I thought they were just fantastic, can't miss. And yet they've missed on all of them. And Adam Cole is even smaller than all those other guys. And he's been there for how long? Five years. They still haven't called him up. Yeah, they, he had that little cup of coffee when everyone was being held hostage in Saudi Arabia. But then after that, he hasn't been called up. He's just kind of lingering in NXT. And just the cards are right for him to go to AEW. And I want him to go to AEW because I think he'll do fantastic work, whether it be a heel or babyface. Now, could he, if he is the top guy of WWE and he's making Roman Reigns money and selling out buildings and, you know, main event in WrestleMania as a champion? Yeah, obviously that there's higher upside there, but that's not going to happen. His friends are there, his significant others there. He's already on a handshake agreement with the non, with the no compete. Just, I wouldn't be shocked if we see Adam Cole before all out, to be honest. Like it's just that kind of set in stone for me that he's leaving. See, I, I'm kind of the opposite. I think, uh, I think everybody dreams of headlining WrestleMania. And I think he is technically, I think he wants that moment. So I, I think he'll resign with the intentions of being a big name player. People, want to see Adam Cole on Raw or SmackDown. People want to see him hold that title up. People want to see him be the face of the company. So I think, you know, the pay has to be right. I don't think Vince is going to give him Roman Reigns money, but he'll definitely make a pretty penny, work his ass off. And as long as there's no scandals, issues, injuries, I, I think Adam Cole will be a big name in wwe but how can you say that with confidence with with everything that's happened in nxt now i'm not i as i said i love adam cole i think he's fantastic but they've had guys like this before and they haven't used him well i i like to kind of compare i might be a bad comparison but i compare him to daniel bryan when daniel bryan came in i didn't know who the fuck he was i didn't watch independence I just knew fucking, oh, this guy is on the TV show NXT. Okay. Oh, now he's on the WWE beating them up. Okay. It wasn't until they developed his character and really made me understand who Daniel Bryan is, what he fought for, blah, 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 blah. Started putting him in storylines and, you know, made it interesting for me to be a fan of his. Now, NXT has already done that. You know, NXT has made Adam Cole, I'm not going to say a household name, but I mean, definitely a name that, you know, an average fan, maybe below average fan would know because of NXT. So you put that on the main roster. I think, I mean, I, you can kind of sort of maybe have a pseudo Daniel Bryan where, you know, smaller guy, but can fucking put on a phenomenal match. He can, he can wrestle anyone from the smallest to the biggest guy and, you know, be able to sell and make it an amazing match. You can put a title on that guy for sure. I see where you're coming from, but, I just think Cole and Brian are kind of two different guys. Brian is one of the best wrestlers, you know, in the past, however many years, fantastic seller. He's great as an underdog. Adam Cole's not exactly like he's not the underdog. He's the brash, confident, cocky heel or baby face. Now that gets undercut 
after just, you know, 50, 50 booking and just kind of lowering the background. And it also kind of hurts that the product for WWE is so bad and that there's a suitable alternative in AEW that, you know, those fans who would come to the shows and voice their displeasure and chant for Adam Cole or Dana Bryan want them to, you know, be, be the person aren't there now. Yeah. We heard some CM Punk chants on raw. It is Chicago, but you know, I, I see where you're coming from. I, I think there's definitely apt comparisons between Brian and Cole, but I'm just very scared that Cole, if he just were to be there, he's just going to be another guy. Well, guess and, what, Brennan? We there's just to... so many other, like there's, it just makes sense for him to go to AEW, not just professionally, but personally. We're going to have to wait and find out. Now let's get on to wrestling. AKA Dominic is telling me to shut the fuck up because yes, he's because, tired and hungry yes. and yes. Keep going. Keep talking dirty to me like that. Keep going. Well, uh, Charlotte Flair. <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot. Uh, breaking news. Dominic has fallen off of Charlotte Flair, but uh, her yes. dad, Ric Flair has uh, been granted his release from WWE. Uh, he came out with a statement. Very gracious. He's not going to, you know, Bury WWE by any means. He's always going to be grateful to that company, but uh, he's gone. Thoughts, thoughts on the release, and uh, where do you see any any value in Ric Flair For doing the love something? Of God, stay home, live the rest of your fucking two weeks. You have the rest to live. Fucking whoa, be happy. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That was a, that was an unnecessary blow, Dominic. Fucking be happy, old man. Stop coming back. You can barely fucking speak. You can't take a bump. Why the fuck are you coming back? Just fucking live out your years in your house with your money, with your fucking younger wife, and just just be happy. Watch the product. Be a mark for your daughter. Just just fucking stay away from the business. Damn, well, that took a that took a kind of dark turn. I wasn't expecting that, but I don't think Rick AEW shouldn't like sign Rick Flair and have him be a, a Tully or an Arn and just have him be there all the time and you know hitch his wagon to someone. But I think there is value in him just kind of showing up every now and then, you know, kind of doing a one-off appearance. I mean, we saw Bret Hart do it at Dublin Nothing. He's fine back in the good graces of WWE now. AEW at the original Double Nothing is a completely different company than what AEW is right now. So I don't I'm not gonna say they're gonna just shun him, but I I think if I'm, if I'm a betting man, I think I'm more certain that Ric Flair is showing up on AEW than Adam Cole. And I, you heard how certain I am that Adam Cole is showing up on AEW. Great. So it means it's going to have a four horsemen reunion. Great. Woo. Optimally, I'm sweating. Are we done yet? Can I go to bed? No, speaking of more releases, yes, we have some even more releases to talk about. And most of them, if not all of them, or NXT related. Uh, we're, eh, we'll just fucking go through all of them. Uh, Bobby Fish, Bronson Reed, Jake Atlas, Ari Sterling, Kona Reeves, Leon Ruff, Stefan Smith, Tyler Rust, Jazza uh, Smith, and Asher Hall, Giant Zen Zanjir, and Mercedes Martinez. So some pretty big NXT names on there. I think maybe Bronson Reed would be the biggest. Uh, your thoughts on this? You didn't even know what happened until I told you minutes before the podcast. I had no idea that all these releases happened. Um, kind of more taken back by Fish and Reed because Fish, you know, 
everything he did with Undisputed, I felt like he deserved a little bit better of a, you know, a push, respect, whatever you want to go about it. And Bronson Reed, I thought was, you know, on the cusp of being called up. So it's kind of taken back by that. And Mercedes Martinez, um, I understand why they did her, why they released her. She didn't really, you know, she didn't really fit in anywhere in WWE. Um, so best of luck to all of them. I bet you more than fucking three quarters of them go to AEW though. Or impact. No, it's the same more impact. Sure. I think another one that kind of surprised them of Tyler Rust. I mean, they just brought the Diamond Mind back. Now, obviously, he's not like the big, big name. It's more Roger Strong than anything. But, you know, I was never the biggest fan of him. But it was just kind of weird that you kind of have him as a pseudo prominent storyline. And you just kind of cut him like that. Uh, so more more releases, more trimming of the fat, more quote unquote budget cuts. But um, just so you know, I'm laying down. So if I if I don't answer you, just scream my name. That'd be fun. Uh, Bronson Reed, the biggest name, obviously. AEW. Man, I actually, I love seeing New Japan. I want to. I would love to see Bronson Reed, you know, show up in, in New Japan and just kind of be a big beefy boy slapping meat. I I I really don't know how to comprehend that right now. What? You like big beefy men slapping meat? That's what that's what uh, Biggie likes. Big beefy men bumping meat. Is that why we all watch wrestling? I mean, I thought we watched wrestling to fucking just be marks for our favorite wrestlers, but okay. Yeah, well, we all have different reasons why we watch. Speaking of NXT and to people who got released, uh, NXT, Legato Del Fantasma, they take on Hit Row, and we're starting off the show with a bang. We got uh, a distraction finished. We got a grill being taken out of Swerve's mouth, and Legato gets the dub ski over hit row so continuing on with this multi-man faction feud boom in i'm 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 kind of getting into it but not really if that makes any sense like i i, I want to be invested but i really don't yeah it's kind of like the not the same thing in terms of like the angles but just kind of the matches and the whatever the matchups and the matches and the matchups and the yada 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 it's it is kind of getting repetitive especially in the tag team division where there's not too too much really going on but yeah well I, i'm still a fan of hit row then we get rich holland making his uh return to the ring as he takes on a hickam and hickam and gyro gyro and uh, he gets the win uh big boy doesn't look like there's uh much rust on him uh i, I would have loved to see gyro 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 like the sandwich uh I, I would love to see him do more in the breakout tournament obviously he loses in the opening round and now he's just kind of a kind of fodder so that kind of sucks for him but you know it is what it is do you think rich holland will be something in nxt or do you think he'll just eventually be released i, I mean he was i'm trying to like go back to before he had his injury i'm not saying he was catching fire but he was, you know, getting a little bit of momentum. I uh, kind of see him as maybe some dude who Vince takes a look at. And is like, oh, I didn't even know we had this guy on our roster. Why is he on the main roster? Look at him. He's huge. I mean, that's exactly what you said about Bronson Reed a couple weeks ago. And he gone. He gone. Hey, do see it. Uh, speaking of releases, we get Bobby Fish taking on uh, Roger Strong. Technical match here. Strong gets the win. And uh, Fish, see you later, buddy. 
I didn't realize it was a loser gets fired match, but you know, Bobby Fish will land on his feet or fins, so to speak. <laughs> I think I should amputate my leg because I just slapped it so hard. Because it's so funny. Okay. It's, Anyways, it, just, just yeah, keep shut the fuck up. Just keep going. <laughs> we got a uh, Dakota Kai promo, one of those uh, kind of vignette, sit down, artsy uh, promos with stuff in the background. Uh, just kind of her explaining herself. She's tired of sitting in the background. They splice in all the different, you know, little things that happened over the however long it's been, you know, years, six months. Um, I mean, I liked it. I thought it was good. Very similar to what from things we've seen in the past with NXT. I mean, it, it was all right. I just think, I mean, I, I would kind of love for her just to stare in the camera. Don't say a word. And, you know, like right before it cuts the commercial, she's just like, actions are stronger than words or louder than words or something like that. You know, just, just let her be a fucking badass and beat the shit out of Raquel and get her first major singles championship. Then we get a uh, grizzled young veterans taking on LA Knight and Cameron Grimes. LA Knight just leaves Grimes and uh, he puts up a fight, but uh, Grimes loses to grizzled young vets. So continuing uh, with the story between Knight and Grimes, Ted DiBiase comes out. Uh, we didn't talk about it last week, but we get the return of DiBiase. Um, you know what he's obviously, you know, they're going to continue this feud with Knight and Grimes, but do you think DiBiase is just kind of like a mentor? And then he just kind of helps Grimes get his swagger back, and then he he beats Knight in the end. Uh, that that's pretty pretty spot on. I think I think uh, you know he'll. I don't think he'll like train him, but he'll kind of just like show him the way. Be like, let your money do the talking, son, or something stupid like that. And he'll hire like a hitman and beat the fuck out of LA Knight, and, you know, something like that. I uh, can't remember. I didn't put this on the on the script, but. Uh... Karen Cross comes out, stands on the announce table and yells at uh, Smojo. Smojo comes out, but he gets stopped and Karen Cross runs away. And then Smojo just beats up all the security members. And they are kind of, you know, putting themselves in a little bit Ooh. of a, uh, a little sticky situation here with the Karen Cross going up to WWE. It, I'm not saying the feud was super hot when they first started it, but it definitely just doesn't feel like anything right now. Karen Cross is going to beat Samojo, retain the title, and he's going to stay in NXT. This is all just a big swerve. Okay, bro. Then uh, we continue on with the breakout tournament. Do we care? No. Then in the main event, we get the lover or leave her match between Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis. Gargano gets the win, and NXT definitely listens to this podcast and listens to Dominic and was just listen to how sexist this stipulation is because the heart wants what the heart wants. And even though Gargano won, Indy said, fuck you, fuck the stipulation. I'm going to get me some Dexter. And they make out in the middle of the ring at the end of the show. So I'm, I'm just going to say it, you know, you, you may not know this because you know, you never made out before, but you know, like she's a uh, not either. She has horrible kiss act, acting, kissing, kiss acting, whatever you want to call it kissing scenes or she really does not know how to kiss in real life and she's a terrible kisser because that was just fucking awful like it was more like you know she was holding it back you know put your, put your tongue in there girl fucking show that man you love him jeez would you care to uh 
give us a demonstration for the uh, for the social media, just so you can you can tweet at Indy and then tell her exactly how you're supposed to make out. No, I mean I'm not trying to be a fucking creeper and being like, this is how I would do it. I wouldn't do that because I would get in trouble. But the heart wanted what the heart wanted. Index is forever. Just like how I'm laying on this pillow and it, and it loves me back. What you doing with that pillow, Dominic? My fucking head's on it and I'm falling asleep. What kind of head? Oh, you know the big hairy one. Then we got AEW a Dynamite. Uh, it was a, it was a decent show, maybe a little bit lackluster, but uh, there is some still news to talk about. Uh, Chris Jericho takes on Hoovy in the opener. The third labor of Jericho and uh, Chris gets the win. Pretty sloppy match. I mean, from you know having a forty six year old and a fifty plus year old trying to wrestle kind of a cruiserweight style. It's not going to be the prettiest thing in the world. And uh, Jericho wins. He just had a death match the week before, so you can't fault him too much for uh, being a little, you know, a little slower, but uh, the match wasn't that great, right? Or was it fantastic? Uh, it oh, was it how, oh, okay. Your, okay. your boy, uh, how the hot dog guy was chasing after a ball and I thought he was going to eat shit. Oh, and lose all of his wieners. That would suck. He didn't Anyways, have his wieners. Back- his wieners were set on the, uh, on the concrete. Oh, damn. Anyways, um. Yeah, I, it was kind of lackluster. I mean, I don't, I didn't, ex- I don't think anyone really expected them to be fucking five stars, but I think they did expect a little bit more. But I mean, for what it's worth, like you said, Jericho death match before, he, uh, yeah. So Hoovy, I don't think really wrestles all that often still. So for what it's worth, it was all right. We get the uh, the next man up. It will be Wardlow with MJF in the corner. Uh, I thought maybe Wardlow would be the final boss, but I guess MJF is the final boss. So I was a little confused there. But uh, so the fourth one will be uh, Wardlow with MJF as a special, not a not a referee, but an enforcer. So they're obviously going to kind of skirt around that, and Jarek was going to get the win here, right? How, how come I got a weird feeling that like the fifth one? Yeah, I know you said the fifth one is MJF, but like, how come I got a funny feeling it's going to be like? It's going to be like uh, who who's somebody that Jericho is like best friends with that would probably like he would never want to wrestle them. Lance Storm. What if Lance Storm comes out? MJF is like, oh, you think it's me? No, 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 no. You're fighting this man. And it's Lance Storm. And he's super serious about it. You know what? Lance Storm is a hilarious, man. He's never serious. And he wishes to move on. We get a six-man tag, a little hodgepodge here of uh, John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, and Darby Allen taking on Daniel Garcia and 2.0, the former Ever-Rise. So uh, they're just popping up on AEW, kind of random, but I liked what they were doing at NXT. They're kind of doing the same shtick here in AEW. Uh, the Stars get the win, kind of a competitive squash. I liked it. Uh, the interaction between Sting and Ever-Rise 2.0, whatever the hell. And uh, also Eddie Kingston at the end of the match was uh, fun to see. Yeah, I mean, I kind of predicted that they were going to win, so I wasn't like paying too much attention. But... Damn, you went off on a limb on that one, Dominic. Oof, I mean, next week is what I want to see, Darby Allen versus whoever that guy is. Make sure to put your bets at the Bet US Sportsbook. I'll just take the DraftKings. Okay, okay. Uh, any, any... Uh... Any update on that? You're making big baller money? Obviously not because apparently nope, you're broke. I'm fucking losing all my money and 
realized that like you know even though i probably lost i don't know how much money i've lost but like i've realized that uh you know for like the three dollars probably or you know actually i won you know like at probably a total of like 20 bucks um I'm I have, I'm gonna tax form for that bullshit. Like I, it's fucking stupid. Like if I won like over a thousand dollars, I understand it. But like, you know, like come on, I gotta fucking put that. Like I fucking won ten cents here, twenty cents here, dollar fifty here. Like come on, damn. Recall Uncle Gavin. No. Recall America. Uh, we get Christian Cage taking on the Blade, and Christian gets the win. Good for him. Um, match was good but not great i guess it's just kind of what we expect from christian matches as i say uh, it's christian i don't expect him to be five-star classics kind of hitting the fast forward button a little bit they kind of do a promo backstage with him talking about him being uh, being the number one contender he sings the golden girls because that's hip and that's cool and are we getting this match at all out i was scared they were going to do it they backed off but then now they're going back to it we're a month out I want Hangman, but it doesn't look like they're giving it to us, Dominic. What's uh, what's going on here? I don't know, man. Like, part of me honestly thinks they're going to go with Christian Cage, and part of me thinks he's going to win just because it's Christian. And when he was in TNA, he was world champion. Like, oh, it makes sense to him to be world champion here because you know they didn't give it to Edge and WWE, and they're going to show that oh, we're willing to give our title to this guy. I just I don't know. I want Hangman too. Please, fucking AEW, listen, listen to our words. Hangman Adam Page is the one you want, okay? Not Christian Cage, not Christian Cage, but Adam Page. What about a happy medium ground with Brian Cage? Mm, uh, or Ethan Page? I'll take Ethan Page. Uh, then we get a Britt Baker promo with Tony Giovanni in the middle of the ring. Uh, she just kind of does her normal shtick. And then Red Velvet comes out and challenges her. And they're going to have a match on the debut episode of Rampage, which will be next Friday in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, hometown of Britt Baker. So uh, setting that up, not expecting too, too much from the match. Obviously, I think Britt will win. And I thought this would have been a fine match at all out, but they're not going to go in that direction. I think they're going to go somewhere else, but I just don't know if they're going to go outside to get it or if they just kind of promote someone from within. They're going outside to get it. It's going to be Ruby Riot or whatever she goes by, and or it's going to be an Impact wrestler because Jordan Grace did say she's disappointed that the forbidden there's not a lot of females going through that forbidden door. So it's going to be. Don't get me excited about Mama Thickness coming to AEW, Dominic. I mean, she coming guaranteed. Uh, speaking of Hangman, we get uh, Hangman. He he breaks up with the uh, the Dark Order. It's not you, it's me. And then he calls out the elite and the elite just absolutely just kill him in the middle of the ring. The dark order. We're going to make the save, but Uno and Grayson say, eh, eh. don't know if exactly that's what uh hangman was saying when he said he wants to be on his own, but you know, maybe they got lost in translation. Kind of talked about it already. I kind of like really backing off, off this match. And I'm a little scared that we sell what Johnny Gargano in NXT. You wait, you wait, and then sometimes you just wait too long. And now I don't know if those promos a couple weeks ago were the peak. It might not be. It might crowds might be hotter, might be a better storyline six, eight months from now, maybe a double or nothing, because we're definitely going, right, Dominic? But I I just always thought like the it's really hot right now. 
take advantage of it because you just don't know where you're going to be at six, eight months from now. And then also undercuts the other people. Maybe somebody else catches fire. And then yeah, the hangman storyline just gets completely thrown into a loop. But I haven't had too many big issues with AEW booking thus far. So I'm kind of giving them the benefit of the doubt. But if they don't go with it, you're going to be pissed, right? I, I don't know if it'd be pissed, but if they swap this out for a Christian cage match in the main event. Now, even if we get a CM Punk Darby Allen match that if that is the main event, uh, the AEW title match, that just, that's going to be so anticlimactic. I mean, the crowd is going to bust their nut to love the CM Punk match or maybe another match. <laughs> All those dudes just busting nuts and be fucking funny to see, bro. Mm. I'm, I'm fucking falling asleep. Are we done? No, we're not fucking done. Dom. Like, all right. Like smack yourself in the face or other places that maybe wakes you up. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Daddy. Miro takes on Lee Johnson and he retains his TNT championship. Uh, God's favorite wrestler retains God's favorite championship and, uh, you know, decent match. Good. Uh, shout out CJ Perry out here doing a uh, celebratory brownie splits in her kitchen. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, when do we see uh, CJ Perry in AEW? Because it's going to happen because apparently everybody's significant other is going to come to the company with Adam Cole. And uh, I mean, Cody and Brandy are there. So, I mean, you know, Miro and CJ have to be there, right? I don't think they have to be there, but I do think it it makes sense for them to get paired up. They did such great work in WWE and Miro. I haven't been, he hasn't really been in front of the crowd too, too much. So I can't really gauge how much the people like him. And I think with the AEW crowd, Lana, CJ Perry can really get heat on the situation. Yeah. She'll just be, uh, no, she ain't going to get heat. They're going to fucking love her. They're going to, you know, they're going to, you know, have her dance around and, you know, fans are going to go crazy. Okay, uh, then we get Layla Hirsch taking on the bunny for the uh, number one contendership of the for the NWA women's title. And uh, Hirsch gets the win. No one got hurt. That's all we can ask for. And then uh, Layla Hirsch is going to face Andre the Giant for the title because that's how tall or that's how uh, short she is. I mean, let's be jealous. I mean, let's be honest here. Been there, done that, you know, short people problems. Yeah. So who gives a fuck? Uh, Jade Cargill has a segment. Uh, she's back. She's doing outside venture. She's gonna. She's going Hollywood, baby. And after being gone, she's gonna make her illustrious turn. Not at Dynamite. Not at Rampage. Not at AEW Dark. But Dark Elevation. So, yeah. Cool. I mean, she shouldn't wrestle anymore. But okay. Damn, Dominic just hating out here on Jade Cargill, saying she shouldn't wrestle anymore. We're just getting the unfiltered, tired, slash drunk Dominic. Not I, drunk. I know, just, but you're just so tired you sound drunk, so they kind of just exactly. mend the two together. Exactly. Well, we are almost done, Dominic, so wake yourself up. All right, smack your ass like a drum. We get Malachi mm-hmm. Black taking on Cody Rhodes. Uh, thoughts on the Malachi Black entrance persona? Fucking loved every fucking inch of it. Love it, love it, love it. I'm happy that he can be even more dark and statistic, satanic, whatever you want to call it, black metal, death metal, whatever you want to call it, is freaking amazing. 
And then they have the match and Malachi gets put over super duper strong. And he puts his foot on Cody's chest, pins him one, two, three and boom, shakalaka. So act two thoughts on the match. Great match. Malachi. (sighs) Makes me cry because he is such a fucking great wrestler and WWE squashed squandered whatever the word is with that. So for him to be an AEW is a great, great thing. That match with Cody was great. Um, I love the 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 confidence when he pinned him. It shows you know shows that he can kick your ass and he knows it. And I like that. Yeah, and shout out to Cody. I mean, he's done this before. It's very reminiscent of the Brody match for the TNT title, just putting him over very, very strong. And it puts over black more than it hurts Cody. So, I, I mean, I enjoy that. I like the match itself, the finish. I mean, he's always, I don't know if they actually gave it a move, but the black mass, it looked really good. And then we get to the act three, where just randomly, Tony Schiavone, who never really does this after the match on Dynamite, says, oh, you know, I'm going to go interview Cody, even though there's five minutes left. So let's fill some time, I guess. He uh, sits sits down like uh, Joe Rogan and Conor McGregor. Cody uh, cuts the promo, teases a retirement kind of out of nowhere. And then Malachi Black hits him in the back with a crutch. And that's how we end the show. A lot of twists and turns. Uh, I didn't really care for the ending. I think you should have just, you know, let Cody do his thing and walk off. That would have meant more than Malachi coming back and hitting him, I think. I liked the twists and turns of the the segment. I liked how, you know, you kind of throw the crutch out there. So you're kind of thinking, okay, that's going to be used somewhere down the line maybe he hits Shivani with it maybe Cody does something I don't know and I was thinking maybe this is where he turns heel but then no he did the raw raw AEW's competition speech I was like okay that's kind of weird after losing it but that's fine and then then he went to the retirement angle that's where it kind of fell off for me because I think people aren't going to believe Cody's retiring so I, I like kind of everything up until the retirement point and then now I guess they're going to do a story to where Cody's trying to get his swagger back and maybe they run it back at all out so they can have a more competitive match. But yeah, I kind of agree. Maybe they were a little too cute by half, but this is kind of something we see sometimes with Cody. Yeah, well, I mean, if they, if well, if they do run it back, Malachi needs to win again. I, I think you don't Goldberg him and have him go on a big-ass win streak, but he needs to beat Cody. I think that's, that needs to happen. Yeah, I think. Uh, Black is definitely someone that you want to put a lot of emphasis behind, especially with Cody not going to be in the title picture really anytime soon. If, if ever they really try to keep to that stipulation. So, and if the black or if page is not going to be in the title hunt, just kind of looking unless, you know, you got punk and Brian who we, you could just plug them in whenever, but black, I think is also another one that you can, it can be really hot. And if black, is able to get really serious Kenny, which we didn't get to too much of that this week, but it should be fun. So we will wait and see on that. That is it, Dominic. We're done with the podcast. Yay. So if you would like to be a part of this podcast, send us in questions, interact with us, critiques, send us videos, videos, ooh. pictures, ooh. gifts, ooh. NFTs, ooh. Ooh. talking pictures, ooh. whatever you want. Yeah. Send it in. Uh, if you want to email it, be like Mr. X curveball and CS at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at curveballs and CS. We're also on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, 
everything and everything in between. Uh, links in the Bring description. Bring back MySpace. Uh, MySpace is uh, still around. I for some reason I think I like randomly went on MySpace, even though I never had a MySpace. You know, it's never cool. Gonna gonna like gonna a, run it back. Everybody go on MySpace. There you go. So yeah, follow us on MySpace. Whatever a MySpace username is, how you figure that out. Uh, but uh, yeah, so thank you all very much for tuning in next week. We don't, I don't know, maybe it's probably going to be as jam-packed as of news unless WWE releases 20 more people, which can never rule it out. Uh, until next time, that's been Dominic and I've been Brandon for Mr. X and Big Daddy and the studio audience and the dog and the little, no, shout Donnie, out to the dogs. text me. What's going on, buddy? Haven't talked to you in a while. Donnie, hit me up. Donnie. My Donnie, not your Donnie, my Donnie. Shout out the dogs. Dogs perfect this this week are they still there are they alive are they are they yes, okay they're alive they're just sleeping like i should be doing right now hmm. all right guys thank you all very much it's been fun until next time goodbye and good night uh bye-bye.